Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast, we wrap up an exciting memorial, look ahead to the FedEx St. Jude Classic, and talk about Phil Mickelson's decision to skip the upcoming U.S. Open. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and as always, I'm joined by Joel Beal. Joel, let's start with the Memorial. Um, pretty exciting tournament. Obviously, t- too bad there were a couple weather delays down the stretch, but uh, obviously got a worthy winner in Jason Duffner with the way he struck the ball. Yes, it's, I actually blame myself. I texted some of my friends who were at the site of, hey, finally a Memorial without a rain delay, and then <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes later, uh, down came the storms, but... No, it uh, the last two years. I mean, he won the Career Builder Challenge last mm-hmm. year, but since then, Dupner has consistently been in the top twenty-five, top yeah. thirty of each tournament. Yeah, it's just his putting hasn't been there, and quite frankly, didn't really putt that well either right. at Memorial. But uh, man, just when the guy's on with his irons, maybe there's four or five guys better. But um, you know, at forty years old, he still seems a little younger than that, and I think he's got plenty left in the tank. Um, also good at seeing guys like Kevin Kisner had another solid round. Mm-hmm. Kucher again. Yep. Um, it's yeah, really for after two years of maybe not the biggest of names winner at, at the Memorial and Lingmurth and McGirt, it's kinda nice to see one of the more preeminent tournaments, preeminent non majors I should say, on um in, in golf kind of regain a little bit of a prestige with, with Duffner taking the reins. Yeah, it's funny, a lot of people don't realize that Duffner is forty years old, but it's because he burst onto the scene very late. So late. Career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but man, last week uh I think I forgot the exact number, but it was he gained over four shots per round against the field, uh, tee to green strokes gained. So that is some incredible ball striking. And yeah, he was I think he was below average in putting, but it, it just didn't matter when you give yourself that many chances. And you know we got the U.S. Open coming up, and he's got a sneaky good track record the last five years. He got a couple T4s and a T8. So he's a guy who you know he wouldn't be crazy to see his name pop up there at Aaron Hills wouldn't it be crazy although I don't know if he has the distance per se to that's compete the, at yeah. the US Open uh, now this it, by all accounts it sounds like they have dried out uh, Aaron Hills a little bit so it, and the fairways a little bit wider than they have been in other US Opens keeping that in mind early forecast is supposed to rain mm-hmm. all throughout the mm-hmm. week so that could really go against them um yeah it wouldn't be a surprise but i don't think he at least for me would be in like the top 15 guys I, i'd list okay this week. well he's in my, he's in my top 15 barely in our ranking he he bumped out phil mickelson who obviously made huge news uh with the decision to at least he plans to skip the u.s open putting on hold his pursuit of the career grand slam to attend his daughter's high school graduation as she's giving a commencement speech and she's going to brown she's a great scholar and all that but it still was pretty amazing to see a, a big time athlete like this put his career on hold to be with his family especially the cemetery given this is the same daughter that right. nicholson almost uh, left in 99 right. open at uh, pinehurst uh, to, to attend the birth yeah it's it's a little sad sometimes to see the knocks on well you know he hasn't really competed at the us Open in the past couple of years given his age it's like this is still i mean this is the guy who's a still top 30 player in the world easily um, and yeah. i think if anything this is this is one of the courses i think a few people circle around hey if he's going to do it this is a chance you know this definitely has the the bones of a course where mickelson can do some damage yeah i mean I, i'm surprised that more people aren't applauding him it's a little sad but i, I think at least I think both we stand according in the sense of I think it's great. Um, 
I mean, listen, even though it is the only thing really missing from his trophy case, it's it's really just a golf tournament. I mean, it, it, it's such a big life event as a dad. Um, I don't have kids, but I mean, I, I made, I'd put, if I was in that position, I think I'd do it too. So props to Mickelson. Look at you saying you're going to do it. Well, good, good for you, Joel. I, yeah, I would do it too. Sure. Um, I, who knows? I don't know. It's tough to say if you're in that position. Uh, I agree. I, I applaud him. I think that after the initial kind of surprise, I think that most people are applauding him. I think that as we get to the event itself and we get to Father's Day and he's not there and they start running all the sappy packages, I think it's going to do wonders for, for, for Phil. I mean, not that he needed, you know, the adulation from anybody else. He's obviously one of the most popular golfers ever. But this just upped his credibility as, you know, the everyman guy and who, who you know people want to pull for and um again i just think i think we're going to get hit over the head with it as as the u.s open gets See, I here think but I'm, I'm in the opposite round. i think it's actually a bigger story now because let's be honest no, no offense to the saint jude classic but there's i think all eyes are already on aaron hills i think once we get there yes it is a big name but this isn't tiger not being there i think once once we get there and once the storylines, I think the Mickelson's going to be in the background, personally. Man, I, I yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I think uh, it's going to be brought up over and over again. Um, I, I feel like Jim Nance wishes he was covering this U.S. <laughs> Open just so he could get in the mix uh, talking about it as well. But now there we'll is, have to see. There, compared to at least the Masters, there is there are so many hours of coverage that, yes, it'll be brought up at some point, I think. But Yeah, yeah. Um, again, this isn't somebody – I know we mentioned it before in terms of why people go to him, but at the same time, it's not like Mickelson's coming in with two wins in the past no, three no, months. No, right. you no, know, It's not like a top five, top seven guy in the world. Again, Mickelson made the Ryder Cup last year on his own merits, but, yeah, it's not exactly a guy who's firing all centers. No, no you're totally right, and, and the odds are he's not going to win. I mean, he was a 30-1 to 1, uh, before he pulled out. He's off the board now in Vegas, and – you know, thirty to one was—he was only thirty-one because he's Phil Mickelson. Exactly. And he's got the six runner-ups. Um, it's a new course. It's possible he's seen the course. It's possible he's not a big fan of the course. Uh, it'd been interesting if this overlapped with a, a course that he really does like or feels. Yeah, he has this a happened chance. in Shinnecock. That right. would have been something. I like, think. you know, so there there are a few things at play here. Um, again, odds are he probably wasn't going to win anyway, but it it it, it definitely does kind of help his legend. Um, so to speak. Although, so would completing the career grand slam. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest. And he will turn forty-seven uh, during the event, so um, he's already would be definitely you know easily the the oldest U.S. Open champ as is. So it's it's just getting you know he's running out of chances. And by and I guess I should clarify too in the sense of when I when I envision this not being that big of a deal, it's not that I think the news itself isn't worthy it's just there are so many good guys right now in golf and there are so many different storylines going in i think that's what actually will put the mickelson story in the background not anything to 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 its own newsworthiness mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah maybe by the end of the week sure I, well i hope so i hope it's a great great event um moving on to this week's event the fedex st jude classic at tpc southwind in memphis um you know what i'm just going to kick it off because we're talking about him i'm, I'm taking phil mickelson this is uh, an event that he he plays in it's, you know, in recent years, it has been the week before the U.S. Open. Phil, unlike Tiger Woods, uh, does like to play the week before majors. And a lot of times for him, that's just kind of a warm-up week, you know, practice some stuff. But not at this course. Uh, in the past four years, he has two runner-ups and a T3. 
So, and again, we're talking about a guy who has not won anywhere since the 2013 Open Championship. So it's been about four years since his last win anywhere. And this has been the course really where he's come just about the closest to winning. So I think he's coming here with a lot of confidence. Um, it's a course, obviously, he's got a great track record on. And I think the showman in him really wants to just put on a show and, and have people you know, buzzing and kind of wishing that he was going to go to Aaron Hills the following week. I, I hate to go back on again, but if he does do a top five finish this week, you're right. I think that that story that, does that would, raise a little. Then it, exactly misses yeah. the cut. I think it gets buried. Right, but yeah, right. If he does play really well, that would this be week, amazing. Yeah. All of a sudden, we might have a little bit of right. uh, a little bit of fire on our hands. Right, right, right. All right. So that's my first guy. I, I stole your thunder, Joel. Who who do you like? My first guy is Kevin Chapel, who he's only played here once, finished 22nd in 2015. Outside of winning in Texas, he hasn't really done much mm. this year. He, he, In fact, since that when he missed the cut at the Zurich team event, and he's failed to finish inside the top 30 at the Players Memorial. Um, that being said, I still think this is just one of those courses that fits him. Um, this is a guy who was ninth in strokes gain approach last year. If you're wondering why kind of Chapel's struggled this year compared to last year, it's it's that area. He ranked 65th this season. That being said, even when in these top, you know, these finishes outside the top 30, his iron game's starting to get back on track. Uh, this is a course that, you know, the winners usually are in the 10 to 13 under range, so you don't need to go till he lights out. And if you look at kind of Chapel's, not only was this win in Texas, but all those second-place finishes last year, it kind of fits that same mold of, yeah, you know, some 68s, 69s, but not necessarily going super well. And mm -hmm. I think that venue really sets up well for Chapel this week. Um, I'm going to go with my next guy, and that's Brooks Kepka, who's also a guy who's really climbing up my board for the U.S. Open as well. Again, we're going to hold off on a lot of our U.S. Open talk till our next podcast. But, uh, you know, Brooks recently went through a really hot stretch. He had five top 16s in a row, including a runner-up when he lost to Chapel um, in Texas. He's cooled off the past two weeks, uh, been out of the top 30. But, um, you know, he comes back to a TPC Southwind course where he's gone T19, T3, and T2 in his only three trips. So, obviously likes to play this week, again, in that fill mode of, Get, trying to get some momentum heading into a major. And in other news, I did sign up for his Michelob Ultra promotion. He made two eagles last week, and so I got two texts saying that I get $10 off my next purchase of Michelob Ultra. Wow. Aren't those things only like $9.99 for a yeah, three-pack anyway? Yeah, isn't that like 50 cans of beer? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's probably been a while like, since I've got Michelob Ultra. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cheap. I mean, you have to buy it online. It's a site, drizzly.com. That doesn't sound cheap. Anyway, it's, <laughs> apparently it's where you where you buy booze these days. Um, I guess we're a little too old for that. But um, anyway, you know, it's nice to get that text every once in a while. I, was, I mean, I'd like to get the text that he made a whole one I get the 95 cases of beer, although if Again, I don't know what I would do with all that. All that, but anyway, I'll I'll take the two eagles so far and twenty bucks. So Brooks signing up. Put it this way though, you can't lose signing up for this thing. I gotta be honest, is that what how kids get their beer nowadays? It's I, like I, Amazon they, primed in. Yeah, they That's, order online. Yeah, it kind of feels like it ruins the whole experience of the beer run. That's some of the best bonding moments in college. You know, I shouldn't speak because I'm pretty lazy, but it seems like each generation just gets lazier and lazier and and you're right I, I don't even think people want to go on a beer run anymore beer runs are fun but you're right they want to sit at home you know i just saw the thing about casual dining restaurants including my favorite chilies they're all struggling because millennials are not going to them they're ordering at home they're cooking their own meals i mean can you believe well, that let's just being fiscally responsible I, I guess i guess um but i will say going back going back to the golf regarding kepka 
if you're picking a guy strictly off how he's done in the past, I would go Kepka over someone like Berger who won here last year, mm-hmm. strictly because not only does Kepka have the experience, but he's also coming in a little hot. Someone like Berger, you'll probably see on a few lists, maybe even yours, but I'm not, I'm not sure yet. But uh, maybe, but we'll uh, see. We'll I will see, say Joel. Berger hasn't he's not exactly more. coming in, uh, coming in really hot. So, no, he's not. Um, if, if you are looking at past, I think Kepka is a guy to circle. Um. Yeah, and and again, you know, millennials, we're we're in that crew, but but guys, help out the casual dining restaurants like the Chili's of the world. You know, these great chains. We need to uphold them. We can't lose them. They are vital to our society. All right, who's your next guy? Number two for me is Rafa Cabrera-Bello, who's missed four of his past six cuts. Really, not coming in great, and that includes last week at Columbus. But did have a top twenty-five at Wells Fargo, and he had that exciting finish at Sawgrass that translated to a T four at the Players. This is not a pushover course by any means, as we kind of alluded to. It's one of the few venues that actually puts an emphasis on putting. And in that aspect, you know, Roth is one of the better short game players in the world. He ranks in the top 10 in strokes game putting on tour this season. Um, the field, you know what, not a lot of stars per se, but it's actually pretty deep for, uh, you know, an event right before a major. Um, I do think some of that lack of power at the top gives Cabello a really opportunity to grab his first PGA Tour win this week. And I think as a mid to high range guy, I think Bay is a really good pick. All right, well, I'm going with another fiery player, uh, Billy Horschel, who obviously had that big win in Dallas at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He beat Jason Day in the playoff, which was kind of weird. I know you'd written a story about it. He had, was coming off four missed cuts when he won. Next week at Colonial, he T-34, and he misses the cut again at Memorial. So, you know, he comes in off a missed cut technically, but again, he's shown that he can, you know, come out of nowhere and win. Um, at TPC Southwind, he's finished in the top 10 uh, in his last three trips from 2013 to 2015. So, uh, you know, I, he's a guy who I think we've all been waiting to see a lot more from him since he won that tour championship in the FedEx Cup. I know that came out of nowhere uh, to most people, but uh, he's a very talented player and uh, he seems to be, you know, getting it going right now. And, and he's again, I hate to keep bringing up the U.S. Open, but he's another guy. I mean, I remember at Marion, he hit all 18 greens in, in, a, in a round. I think he was the first person since maybe Johnny Miller to do that at a U.S. Open. So, obviously, his ball striking is up there with anyone when he's on, on point, and um, I, I think he's a, a guy to keep an eye on. You need to put some stock, too, in the fact that he's definitely, at least in appearance, played with a little bit more you know pep and stuff, especially now that uh, his family's private battle has gone public. He seems a little bit more at ease. Obviously, there was a little bit of transition there uh, from when that announcement, but he definitely seems like a guy who's got his head on straight for the first time in a while, um, and I think you have to kind of understand that a little bit might be coming from that as well. So, yeah, uh, not only not only this week, but I think at Aaron Hills, Horschel could really, really turn some heads next week. All right, who's your third guy? For me, Adam Scott is someone who, again, it's amazing that th- – Scott's not a guy we mention every week because it's seemingly every week he's in the top 10, top 15. Um, even last week where he was a little bit off, he still finished 31st, which just goes to show you how much talent this guy really has. Uh, we mentioned a few times Southwind's not necessarily a walk in the park. Um, and I think that fact that Scott turned in such strong performances early this year at the Masters and Player Show, it's, it's precisely the environment he's primed to excel in. Only played here once, uh, was a T7 finish, but he actually led the tournament going into Sunday. I think you have to get, put a little stock in that. Not only is he top 20 in strokes game this year, but this is the guy who we've always kind of belabored his short game issues the you know, past three or four years, especially since the anchor bans kind of come into effect. 
He ranks 34th in strokes game putting this year, which is nothing to scoff at. Really good go to guy that's good to go this week, and another person you have to really watch at Aaron Hills, especially after his comments at the USGA. This yeah. Guy, this, this is someone who kind of needs to back up, um, you know, back up what he drops. So, yeah, I think Scott's going to be really interesting to watch the next couple weeks. Yeah, in case you missed it, he said the USGA has, quote, dropped the ball uh, in recent years. Uh, doesn't think they're doesn't think their course, you know, setting up a course tough is the best way to promote the game, which I understand that point, but I do also still enjoy that this is the toughest tournament of the year. And it, it's probably, it's why it's my favorite tournament of the year. We're talking about the U.S. Open, obviously. But I, get, I, I do see his point. It, 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 if the USGA is supposed to be promoting the game, you know, we're trying to make it like it's a fun game. And then you see these guys hacking out a deep rough and everything else. It, it, it does kind of conflict. A little bit. And that being said, this whole notion of you know the integrity of par, I mean seven of the last nine winners have finished under par at the U.S. Open. Yeah, it's, so it, it's it's a little bit not necessarily antiquated, but not necessarily true. And for all this, you know, all the grief the USGA got last year, no one was necessarily questioning the fairness of Oakmont. Um, you know, you had a little bit of Chambers Bay, obviously, but even that was more of just the kind of conditioning rather than the fairness. So, um, and by some of the early indications, some guys have played practice rounds. Everyone has pretty good thoughts on Aaron Hills. So I think it was just their comments that were definitely had some, you know, they were a little harsh, but the, at the exact same time, it wasn't like he was totally ripping. I think he was just kind of speaking, speaking from a guy who's got to compete in that environment every year. So, um, yeah, it's, and also, also, but Scott's one of the more introspective guys out there. He's not someone that this was coming after a bad round. I think he was just really sharing his thoughts on the matter. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's an important distinction, fairness versus toughness. I mean, they don't, well, I mean, they don't love playing a tough, tough course. Some guys do, but when they think it's not fair, that's where it crosses the line. Unfortunately, there's just been a few of these cases that are stuck in people's heads. Um, obviously, the Chambers Bay was the most recent, but but that was maybe the conditioning of the greens mm-hmm. themselves more than the, the actual layout of the course or anything. But um, once you go through a couple of those and it sticks in your head, it's tough to rid yourself of, of that feeling. Even worse, I think you're all of a sudden looking for the nearest evidence that can kind of support that yeah, claim. Yeah, ex- so exactly. It blown out proportionately. Right. So. Um, I'll let you go first on your, your last pick. Final guy for me is Charles Schwartzel, who I think many will be surprised to know Schwartzel is number 21 in the world. He's not a name that you see every week, but when he plays, it usually translates to dividends. Mm-hmm. Highlight this year by third place in the Masters and sixth place at the Valspar. Doesn't really have any experience at Southwind, but he does enter in top 25 strokes gain putting. Drivers really killed him this year. Uh, ranks 149th off the tee, but as long as he can keep that somewhat together, I, I think he'll be in the mix this weekend. Wow. When you said he finished third at the Masters, I honestly was – no way. And then uh, you're right. He did. I remember Pulled seeing him there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's how sneaky Charles Schwartzel is. Um, my last pick is Stuart Sink, a man who – Another guy quietly going about his business, obviously the most that he's been in the news in the past year was the the sad revelation that his his wife um, had cancer and he was taking a break from the tour, but she's doing better. He's returned. And, you know, he's played 18 times already this season, which is a big number. And he's only finished outside of the top 36 of those times. So, you know, he's been consistent, uh, not a lot of really, really great finishes, but that's kind of the formula that Jason Duffner was showing until last week. Um, and I also bring him up because we recently played with someone who who happened to play in an outing with Sink, and he, he brought up that he was the nicest guy ever and 
and all this stuff. And the only reason why I'm bringing up that story, though, because oh, no. <laughs> I know Sink is a nice guy and we, we love Sink. But this other guy who we played with, Joel and I played in a match at our club. We signed up for this tournament. Uh, we played these two guys and we absolutely got bamboozled on the first tee when one guy said he was 70 years old and he got to move up two sets of tees. Joel, I, I know we've been talking about this, but we looked it up. We, we really did get robbed. One of our coworkers that I asked if it was as bad as you made it out to be, and I, I made some listen. I was like, I've known Alex for this my yeah. third summer now here, and he was rightfully fired up, and so was I. That, I mean, again, you shot seventy, you know, five seventy six. We both played great. I mean, seriously, collectively about five over together, yeah. and we got smoked. Smoked. Uh, the guy, <laughs> we were we were collectively even par through four or five holes, and we were down three. Right. So right. It uh. It's, if this guy's listening, though, he was a very nice guy. The nicest. I I, it's the quiet I really ones, think always. that it wasn't intentional. I just think that logically, I don't know how. And again, we should have spoke up, but we're the young guys at the club. We didn't want to, you know, disrespect the elders. Just you know, throw off the whole balance of the whole club. There. Again, this is a guy who plays from the back tees all his rounds, and then in a tournament round, moves up to a blended set of white and yellow tees and somehow doesn't think there's any sort of adjustment. The fact that's that he crazy. got to hit a, well, on the par five, 120 yards in yeah. or something like that, that's when I knew, oh boy, we're, yeah. I mean, this is going to be a long day. Yeah, so on all the tough holes, he got 56 yards. Actually, on that hole, I looked it up, it's 113-yard difference he got off Oof. the tee. I mean, and the guy hits it farther than I do, and he's 70. I mean, he's in better shape than I am, and he's 70 years old. He's got a backwards hat on. Great guy, great guy, but... Yeah, it, what a scam. We we got robbed. I'm still still not over it yet. It's yeah. been it's been 5 days and I still can't yeah. even look you in the and, eye. And I so. and I yeah, and I I actually I've read about and everything else. I actually do want to speak with someone at the USGA. I want to give them the exact scenario and I want them to tell me what the stroke should have been. And then I'll go back to the card and I'll figure out I, I'm I'd be stunned if we weren't at least tied instead of losing like we did. <sighs> it's anyway, all right. We we've, we've <laughs> I've gone on long enough. Sorry. All right. Well, Joel, anything else, Joel? Before we, uh, I, th- I thought I had up? some notes, but now I'm just thinking yeah, about the match again. And uh, yeah, lost. right. I mean, yeah, it was disappointing because that was it. We were one and done. So, anyway, such is life. Um, all right. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Good luck this week. We will be back to preview the U.S. Open next week. Obviously, a lot of stuff to talk about there. Um, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already, and check back next week.